when we make a little bit of effort of putting ourselves out there, uh, then we start having people coming to us and saying how much our story was impactful, how it helped us, what changes did we make because of that. And that's a huge boost in confidence, but also that's a huge way to make an impact. Welcome to Team Up with Beata. I'm Beata Padua, and I'm very excited that you are here. This is a podcast about the teams of the future and the right ingredients for that pivot. This podcast will make you believe in teamwork again. Woohoo! This year, it's time to change. It's time to shift the way we think of our work and our careers and start investing in sharing our story and what we've learned to make a positive impact, not only on ourselves, but also on those around us and our environment. Happy New Year, dear listeners. I'm so happy that you're here. We're starting this year big. I invited Jota Trom, who is a coach, speaker, and founder of Together in Tech community. We talk about how you can start building your personal brand with a few super easy steps and how to shift your mindset and start making a real impact. How can you position yourself to be top of the mind for potential employers, whether you're actively looking for new opportunities or not? I truly believe that this is the way forward in 2024 and beyond. Before we dive in with Yota, let me share with you who she is and why I'm absolutely obsessed with her work. Warning, soon you will be too. <laughs> Stay till the end as you don't want to miss her special invitation to the latest bootcamp that she and the community together in tech is organizing. So who is Yota? Yota is a software engineer turned coach and the founder of Mentioned Together in Tech, a tech community with over 6,000 members. She has worked in tech for over 15 years, leading teams at Amazon, Yahoo, before getting her MSc in Applied Positive Psychology and Coaching. How cool is that? Her pioneering research and resultant publications explore the intersection of coaching and positive psychology. Hey, but there is more. As a UN, yes, that's United Nations, UN Women UK delegate to the United Nations Commission on the status of women, Yota is a powerful advocate for gender diversity and inclusion in the tech industry. Her mission to help people in tech unlock their inner confidence and become inspiring leaders has brought her to work with some of Europe's biggest tech companies, including Sky, Booking.com, Delivery Hero, Amazon, and Google. Yota holds an advisory role to the board of UCL School of Management contributing her expertise to further education and leadership development. If this hasn't convinced you to continue listening, I don't know what will. <laughs> Please welcome Yota, and I hope that you will enjoy this first show of the year. 
Welcome, Yota. I'm so happy that you're here. I'm so happy to be here as well. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so happy because not only we go a long way, you have been my coach some years ago and I have learned so much from you. And I think our listeners will do the same. They will learn a lot from you because I did, right? <laughs> I hope so. I'll do my best. <laughs> Today we will talk about personal branding because in this day and age when layoffs in the news all the time, people are getting fired and we really don't want that. We want people to build up their careers in a more sustainable way. I'd like to talk to you, because I know you're the expert, more about how we as individuals that work in organization can build our personal brand and why should we do that? So maybe we can start a little bit about how did you build your brand and what made you do that? That is a great question. And obviously I worked in tech for about 15 years in different types of companies. And I was very lucky to work in some amazing companies like Amazon, like Yahoo, where I had in front of me so many opportunities. Unfortunately, because I didn't know any of the things that I know today, I didn't use any of these opportunities to build a brand or to build a network. So I was coming from the traditional mindset that if you work hard at your work will be recognized and promotions will follow. Though, practically, that almost never works. <laughs> it didn't work for me. It didn't work for other people. So I worked a lot. I tried to show my worth through what I was putting out there, but there was something missing. So when I left corporate and went on to build my business, uh, I had a very steep learning curve because as an entrepreneur, you cannot survive without a personal brand. So I started learning about all these things about personal branding and how to do that as an entrepreneur, how to get people to know you, to buy from you. And as I started um, working with clients, uh, all my clients, they're people who work in corporate techs, more specifically within the tech industry, I started experimenting. And I thought, okay, so what if I use some of the things that I'm learning about entrepreneurship and personal branding, but with my clients within the corporate setting? And the results have just been mind-blowing. Wow. We get so many promotions, we get pay rises, we get amazing opportunities. Finding new job is way easier when people know you and what you do and what you are an expert on. So after three years of coaching so many people on their personal brand and on career growth, I have um, found that personal branding can make such a significant difference and it can make it so much easier to take your career to the next level. So that's why I'm really passionate about that. And more specifically, I'm more passionate because I think through working and figuring out your own personal brand, you learn more about yourself. You learn more about the value that you bring to other people. You start creating a, a more meaningful day-to-day -day job because you are able to bring a bit more of you in what you're doing and allow yeah. others to see that. So I feel it's just such an amazing thing to be able to bring within companies and organizations and the people who work there. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm a witness to that one. Ever since I kind of shifted that mindset and started to build up my personal brand, I've learned so much about myself. And not only like, what colors do I like my brand to look like? Because it's not about that, right? And it's not about putting an ex-Google, ex-Spotify on your LinkedIn profile. 
Mm-hmm. It's also like the angle I take around personal branding is a little bit different. So usually the number one objection that I get from clients is that I don't want to show off. I don't want to be like this person that they're only talking about themselves. Why do but you think people have that? Like, why do you think they don't want to show off? I think because they have really bad examples of people who are showing off and they okay. do it bad way. So they they don't want to be that person. But actually, it's not black and white because you can be you and you can make it in your own way. Like my own brand is all about impact and value. I am not doing self-promotion. I'm not doing sales. I give value. And as a consequence, people come to me, people that I can help. I feel if we can bring a little bit of that in personal branding and if we can start thinking at our personal brand as This is not about me. This is about the others and the impact I can have. And how can I share my own knowledge and experiences to help someone else who might be one or two steps behind? Then suddenly all the blockages that we have about self-promotion, about showing off, they just go away. So for me, personal branding is very much connected with impact and value. And what can I give to others? How can I serve other people and make their journey a little bit easier than mine? A little bit like mentoring, right? But not. I wouldn't say mentoring. It's more about sharing your own experiences, sharing your own learnings. So when someone is in a similar position like you, can actually avoid making the same mistakes mm. that you did, or sometimes get courage, get confidence from your own journey, from the things that you did, because we are all acting as role models, either we want it or not. So someone who might be an intern can be a role model for someone who is still at uni. Someone mm. who's a first-time manager can be a role model for someone who has never managed. So we don't necessarily need to be all senior executives or successful mm. entrepreneurs to be role models because no matter where we are in our career, there is always someone who is one step or two steps behind that could really benefit from some advice, from some learnings, from sharing a little bit of how did we get where we got? What did we learn along the way? What mistakes did we did we do? True. And I think many of us have those, maybe the positive role models too, that we looked up to over the years, right? We've admired someone, some engineer or some designer. We've been looking at these people and thinking, mm, I, I really like what they do and perhaps leveraging a little bit that, like learning from them, right? Maybe they are not famous. You don't have to be famous to have personal brand. <laughs> The exact opposite. The less famous you are, the better it is because you will be more genuine and more authentic. And for me, that is how I want people to think about personal branding. I want them to see us sharing something from them, from who they are, from their stories. That's how we build a really unique personal brand because there's only one like us. Mm, That's true. So if we try to copy others, then the result is not going to be great and it's not going to be unique. But if you bring your own story, your own learnings on the table, if you really reflect on what brought you to where you are today to become the person that you are, this is where we find all the gold that people love to share. People want to hear real stories that come from real experiences and real struggles versus a polished image of someone. Yeah. So now it's almost a bubbling question here. How do we then not let imposter syndrome kill all the fun. Because as as soon as I would say people want to get out there and promote themselves in the positive way, they might start thinking, but who am I to do that? I'm not good enough, and etc. 
And there's not an easy way to do that. You asked me earlier on, how did I start with personal branding and how did I go about that? And for me, the keyword here is the word purpose. So if you find a reason that is important to you and really speaks to your heart, then all the obstacles will just disappear. So for example, for me, it was starting my community together in tech about four years ago. This is the first time I ever posted on LinkedIn. That was my first ever post. I organized a free event. So I was thinking, how do I get people to come to my event? How do I let people know? And as I said, I didn't know anything about personal branding or networking or anything like that. So I was like, okay, LinkedIn seems to work for many people. Why don't I do a post on LinkedIn to say, hey, I'm organizing this event. This is what is it about. That's why I'm putting together this community. And for me, the the purpose of why I was creating this community was something really important. So I wanted to bring more diversity in the industry. I wanted to break a little bit the silos of the women in tech communities where they would be talking about what doesn't work and how difficult it's been for them. I wanted to bring men and women together to learn from each other, to share. So for me, that was really important. I felt that was something that was really, really missing from the industry. So then it wasn't about me. It was about something that I really believe in. And that gave me all the courage that I need in order to start doing public speaking, in order to start posting on LinkedIn, to invest a little bit more because I had the message that I wanted to share and that I believed in. And that message came from my own experience, from my own learning. So my story was a big part of why I became passionate about diversity and inclusion, about women empowerment, about helping people find confidence, personal branding. So all these, there are things that I have lived and I had to deal with throughout my life. And that came as a result of what I'm passionate about. So taking it back to the people who might be listening to the podcast, you need to think, where is your passion? Where is your purpose? What is it that you want to achieve? What is the impact that you want to make? And to find that, go back to your own story. There's an exercise that I love and I talk a lot about it, the lifeline exercise, which is basically, you know, taking a piece of paper and a pen and writing down all the big events that have happened in your life and they had a major impact in you. So they change the way you think, the way you see the world, what you believe about yourself, what you believe to be right or wrong, mindset shifts. So anything that had a big impact and save you into who you are today. And then for each of these events, you put them in chronological order, and then you're asking, what did I learn from that? What was the change? What was the impact that this thing had on me? And as you will be doing this exercise, usually my clients, they love doing it for a few hours. So they usually think, okay, it will take me half an hour and they might go into flow and spend hours because they realize, oh my God, I have so many stories. I have so many things that happened to me. and Actually, all the things that I am passionate about, they originate from my own story. Recently, I was working with a senior executive and see what came up from her own lifeline exercise was about equal pay. And the reason that came up, it was because throughout her life, she had to deal with that challenge again and again and again. And she wasn't really aware that well, actually, I'm really passionate about equal pay and that's something I do as a leader and I'm trying to do for my people. It was only when she reflected and she put down all the events and they were like, okay, there is a pattern here that I can see and I can observe. So 
That is what we started building a personal brand about because that was the thing that she was most passionate about. So that became the topic that she would go on conferences about or or articles that she would write or podcasts that she would participate. So my advice here is go back to your own story. See what are the patterns? What are the things that really spark the passion inside you? And then that is what your personal brand should be about. Mm, I love that definition because even the big personal branding voices such as Seth Godin, they say, you know, personal brand is what people think of you when you left the room, which I think is great definition, but you're putting it into another perspective. You're putting it into more like helping others. That's a little bit less (laughs) self-centered in the world that is very self-centered in social media where we look at people and everyone's talking about themselves. So I love that definition and I love that perspective that you're bringing. And for me, that is the belief that I want people to break and let go. So it's not about talking about myself and just saying how amazing I am. It is about sharing my story, sharing my own journey, what I learned from that and trying to make an impact through what I'm putting out there. So as I said earlier on, your personal brand should stop being about you and should start being about the others. And then you will find all the motivation and all the courage that you need in order to start putting yourself out there. Why do you think, I mean, we touched up on the beginning about it, but why do you think someone who works on a team and it could be an engineer or a manager or anyone, coach, designer, it could be absolutely anybody who works on a team, especially in tech. Why do you think they need to start building personal brand? There are a number of reasons. First of all, from more like a selfish point of view, it can really accelerate career growth so much because if people, let's say even people within your company, if they know who you are, if they know what you're good about, when there are some names that they want to put forward about the promotion, it is way more likely that they will choose someone that they already know and already has a reputation of being an expert, of being really good about something. Second of all, when you're looking for new jobs, the first thing that your new employers are going to do is they're going to go and check your LinkedIn profile. Yeah. And this is the best way for people to get to know you before they actually get to know you. So they, you're giving them an opportunity to meet the person and then to also see is this person a good cultural fit? Do they align with the things that we want? I had a client a couple of years back. And he was working in a tech company. He was a product manager and we did some work on personal branding. And the only thing I asked him to do is to reshare an article that uh, he was reading every week. So every week he had to share an article that resonated with him and write a couple of sentences about what are the key takeaways, what is his take on the topic. And he would only have to do that once a week and only about topics that he was really interested in. So he started doing that. And as we start applying for new roles, et cetera, he goes in an interview with the company. And during this interview, the hiring manager tells to him, I looked at your LinkedIn profile and the things that you have been posting. And I think our values are very much aligned between you and the company. So I was really keen to speak to you because all your, the things you've been posting are things that we really care about here in our company. And he actually ended up getting the job And he really loves his job. He's still there in the same company. And would he have gotten the job without that? Probably he would. But maybe he wouldn't be shortlisted. Maybe, you know, they wouldn't have this excitement of actually meeting. Because he put a little bit of what 
he cares about out there and demonstrate a little bit of expertise, a little bit of passion. And that's who we want to work in our team, right? We want someone who has an opinion, who knows things, who is passionate about that because we want to bring that energy in our team, in our organization. That's huge. And then the third reason, so the first is career uh, acceleration and finding, second is finding new opportunities. It makes it way easier. And the third one is about the impact. Because the best way to build your own self-confidence is by realizing that you're great at something, getting the recognition and the acknowledgement from other people. We do need recognition and acknowledgement in order to start building our own confidence. We do need to see these wins. And when we make a little bit of effort of putting ourselves out there, uh, then we start having people coming to us and saying how much our story was impactful, how it helped us, what changes did we make because of that. And that's a huge boost in confidence, but also that's a huge way to make an impact. So these are my three whys. <laughs> yeah, perhaps the same person could post all these wonderful things on LinkedIn and then the potential new employer was like, hmm, these are not our values. And that's also positive because then you don't end up in a soul-sucking job for some years when you until you realize that it doesn't align with your values. And exactly. And I think that is a tendency that we see now more and more is that people are trying to find companies that resonate with them, with their values, with their ethics, with uh, the culture that they want to be working on. And we can find these jobs because there are some amazing companies out there that they are making a real effort to support their employees, to create a really good environment for them, to give them all the tools that they need in order to grow and to develop. So mm -hmm. we want to find this type of companies and we want to make sure that we are aligned because we're spending at least eight hours a day working somewhere. So we should not underestimate the value that we bring on the table and we bring huge value. So we also need to be very, very selective of where we're going and where we are giving our expertise and our time. Yeah. So then one thing is to build, start building personal brand within our organization. But the aim here, I guess, is to go bigger to sort of future-proof your career. Um, yeah. Hmm? Career and impact. I and impact. Say. Yeah. Let's take <laughs> impact. I'll, I'll try to correct my, uh, correct me each time I say career. Impact. Because we want, we all want to uh, make bigger impact. And people often say, oh, I don't care what others think of me, but you know, neuroscientists found out that we do. <laughs> so how does one get started? You mentioned LinkedIn a lot. And I remember many years ago when we met, I had like a LinkedIn break for a year because there was so many, I'm not going to mention types of people that were there that were quite not my vibe. Yeah, <laughs> not they were not intimidating, but they were just negative. They would share things within the industry or profession that was just a lot of moaning. And I was like, I don't want to identify with that. Then later I figure out there's algorithms. And if you press like on the correct things, you're going to see only those, right? Um, but if you don't, you see a lot of these people from the industry. That's LinkedIn. So I remember I spent fair share hanging out around Instagram when we're speaking social media. But does one have to, before we go into LinkedIn, does one have to be on LinkedIn for this? I mean, we do have our CVs there because people are checking them when they hire us. But do we have to be in this day and age, in your opinion, active on LinkedIn to build personal brand? Is that necessary? It depends on what you do. So not everybody needs to be on all social media. I think you need to be in the social media that your people are. For taking it, talking about tech specifically, 
for me, that would be LinkedIn because this yeah. is where are. Instagram, okay. for example, it's great for artists, it's great for products. It has to do more with visual content. It's a different type of audience. I personally do have an Instagram profile, but I use it more for personal connection with my audience and people that I mostly know. I do not use it for getting new clients or promoting my work or anything like that. So that's kind of me setting a little bit about myself. But my main social media platform that I will use is LinkedIn because I okay. know that my people are and it allows me you know, to have an impact even without spending hours and hours and hours. And you don't need to be okay. every day. People are bored to see you every day. But I think it's finding the right balance that works for you. For me, posting once a week, even once every two weeks is way better than not posting anything at all. And as I said, you do not need, when we talk about personal branding, some people think, ah, I need to go to this massive conference, give a talk, be an influencer, share my story. You, can, you should not think like that because that's like 10 steps ahead. Do the first step. So what is the first tiny little step that can you do? Yeah. Can you share an article of someone else or something that you read and really attract their attention or you really agreed or really disagreed and write your opinion on that? Mm -hmm. And that can be a paragraph. It can be three yeah. sentences. So I can do that. Yeah. Today in five minutes, you know, I can even ask ChatGBT, what is the article that I probably should read? Read it and then post it. Exactly. We love, that <laughs> we love technology. That's a bit great tool. So for me, it's like, can you do the first little step? And then what, every time you build and you are adding one more step and one more step. So even like for public speaking, which I think is a, can make such a huge impact in building a personal brand and putting yourself out there, start with a panel. Start with a small panel in your company. Host a lunch and learn. Is your organization organizing a small event? Put yourself forward about the topic that you are really interested in. And then slowly you can start going to bigger events. You can start going to conferences all the way until you feel comfortable enough and confident enough to be on the stage and give the talks. I didn't start like that. I started with small little steps. And every time I was building a little bit more, I was improving my public speaking skills. I was taking courses at the same time. So it is a process and you need to allow yourself to ease in the process. If you're setting a goal that is way too high, you have high chances of maybe disappointing yourself or feeling like, I cannot do that. It's too much, uh, overwhelming. So start very, very, very small with steps that are maybe they are a little bit out of your comfort zone, but not too much out of your comfort zone. Yeah. So that's how I started together yeah. in tech. I never expected that it would grow to a 6,000 people community. When I yeah. started, I started as a small meetup group where about 10 of us, we just hung out and we would talk about our experience in the tech industry, our challenges, we would try to help each other. And then more and more people start coming until it actually reached to where it keeps and keeps growing. I could have never even dreamed about this growth when I was starting it, but it started with a strong purpose. It started with my intention to change my industry and to give something back. And that's how then I started feel, feeling confident and comfortable to take bigger steps and bigger steps every time and challenge myself and grow within that journey. I love that. Small steps uh, is my love language. Everything we do, if we get intimidated and if it seems scary, we should throw Little steps and then see how we go. When you talked about it, I actually talked to someone recently who has been 
on a panel in one of the conferences I joined. And then I said, out of curiosity, how did you end up on this panel? Occasionally, I share something on LinkedIn and this person from a completely other country reached out. It says, oh, we're going to organize a conference here in this country now. Would you be willing to be on a panel? And since, since she's already been on a panel within the organization, it's a quite big company, international. Then she had that practice and that confidence. So she, of course, said yes. But then I was completely surprised. Her online presence wasn't so visible for me. We just met, but it clearly made an impact. What if someone doesn't have opportunity to speak on a small panel within a company? I mean, of course, there is conferences that people can apply for, official conferences, tons of them out there in the industry. Uh, I'm thinking of this website as a, like a really great website where all the all the tech conferences on it gathered. It's called uh, dev.events, dev.events. So, so there's that website there. But what if I, let's say, want to speak on a panel? How do I find these places? Not just conferences. How do people find them? So one advice that I give to my clients is to identify small communities that they do not have a huge audience and they're organizing events for like 30 people, 40 people, 20 people. So, and there are so many of them. If you go yes. to meetup.com in the platform, there are so many groups, especially in tech. So you don't need to go to these massive conferences first. If that is out of your comfort zone, you can also find the small communities that they're out there and just connect with the organizer and say, hey, are you organizing any panel? How Go or even just go to some of their events and then you see the vibe, you see if you like it, you see how big is the audience, you start familiarizing yourself with the place, with the people, and then as a first step, you can start from there. So for me, one way is small communities and the other one is through your company. So can you organize something as a team? Can you do a lunch and learn? where you're sharing the five best practices of this or three ways to do that or teach them about the tool that your team or you are really good at using and use this opportunity to just start seeing yourself as the expert in the room or sharing knowledge or sharing experience. I recently had a client three, four months ago that he's based in Amsterdam and he had some real challenges over the past year around uh, mental health, burnout, and all this. And after the work we did together, he decided to do a small, to, to actually to repurpose one of the team meetings. So he's the manager of the team and it's a small team of about 10 people. So he decided to repurpose one of the meetings and talk about his experience with burnout, but also what were the things that really helped him move past that. And he he did that he felt so empowered by this. First of all, he felt empowered because he received amazing feedback from the team. And then other team members asked to do the same about other topics that were relevant to them. And then after that, we started seeing other people <laughs> from the company also trying, trying to be more open and talk about mental health and men's mental health specific. That's, mm -hmm. that's an important topic nowadays. And step by step, then he decided to start a blog. He posted maybe three blogs already. And through Medium, I think it was, is where he was publishing his content. And from there, small conference organizer uh, in Amsterdam invited him to share his story a bit about mental health. And it was a small like, conference, about 50 people. And he said, yes, so he's doing that very, very soon. 
And as I said, it all started by presenting in his own team, in a group of 10 people, his own experience and his own learnings and opening up about the topic that he was passionate about. And then the one thing brings the other and the other, but there's no way to to build this confidence unless you put yourself out there. You do need this, the feeling, the feeling of, okay, people find it actually valuable. And that answers to the question about who am I? We all have something valuable to share and we should not second guess or doubt ourselves and our stories because there's definitely someone out there. And even if that's one person that holds the mm-hmm. impact, that is huge. You're helping someone change their life for the better or overcome an obstacle just by sharing your story. And that's really, really important. We should not underestimate the power of that. Yeah, that's beautifully said. That should motivate us to be more on LinkedIn. And other than not just LinkedIn, but try to build personal brand, other than, you know, public speaking, posting articles on LinkedIn, what else could could one do to start being more out there? I would say start with this. Start with that. Okay. (laughs) The thing is like, there are a lot of things you can do, right? You can go on, you can do interviews, you can do podcasts as we're doing today. There are one million things that you can do, but the one thing will bring the other. So for me, I would say step number one, find your own story. Do the lifeline exercise that I shared. Sit down, spend a few hours, see where's your passion. What are your experiences? What did you learn? What were your biggest struggles? What made an impact in your life? Start sharing that in small groups, your own company, a small conference, a small community, a panel. And then step number three, try a little bit being more visible online. Post a little bit on LinkedIn about things that you find interesting about things that you are learning, about an experience that you recently had. And then, you know, the big public speaking gigs and all this, they will come. But you don't need to start with that. When I started to be more out on social media, I mean, I don't know if I was thinking as I'm building personal brand or what was I thinking, but one thing that motivated me is to actually tell, to, to change how LinkedIn looks like and make it less about the people that I thought they were very negative and more voices like me to be heard. That motivated me a lot. I'm thinking a lot of people out there, hmm, they maybe don't see the value of it yet. I, I like that you that you try to paint a different picture of LinkedIn here and how they can benefit. Because I do believe that, was it like only 4% of people on LinkedIn or some small percentage that is actually sharing things? So it's like right now, it's a good time, right? <laughs> the thing is that for me, even, you know, the about section of LinkedIn, I read the, the about sections and of many people and I don't see anything about them. It can be anyone. They don't tell me about what they care about, what they're good at, what they're passionate about. They don't put themselves into their profiles and even their photos. Sometimes you look at the photo and then you meet the person and you think, okay. Yeah, that was this- 10 years ago. <laughs> only that you know the age and how long it hasn't did they take the photo before but it's also the the sense that you get for from the person in a photo versus the real life so a lot of times i will see these photos where people are like super serious with shirts and then you (laughs) meet them and they're wearing a t-shirt and they're smiling and i'm like super warm (laughs) this person (laughs) when i look online for you like i do want to see this person and i do want to i do want to know your story and what you care about so 
for me, it's there are many ways to use the platform. Figure out the way that really works for you. And if you're really struggling to find a way that works for you, try to find some examples of people that you follow and they had an impact on you because I'm sure that all of us, we have someone that we're looking up to, that we really like what they're saying, how they're saying it, or we find it useful. So try and find some good role models, some people who are doing it in a way that really resonates with you, and then try to follow the same. So and don't say do the same content or post the same things, but try to kind of like follow the same principles, the same values, the, the way they are sharing. Are they sharing by providing advices, providing impact? whatever resonates with you. And it will be different for each person. That's why I don't like to give specific directions about yeah. how LinkedIn post should be or how a profile should be. Just go out there and find what resonates with you. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. You can be inspired. You should not copy, but you can be inspired by people. So find the people who are inspiring for you that make an impact on you and on your life and then see, okay, how can I create my own thing that actually has and resonates with me and who I am. That's true. And I think one thing that people forget often on LinkedIn and all social media really is that we forget that it's not only about posting, but it's also engaging with other people's content. And I think that takes very little time. And I'm not talking about likes and hearts and all of that, literally asking and having conversations on the other people's posts that we admire, right? That that really means a lot, I think. I'm hearing that someone out there is doing it. And it works with all these stupid algorithms too. <laughs> so something is better than nothing. So mm. do something. Go out there, do I something. Like, I am a coach, so I like actions. So one thing I would say is like, for those of you who have, who listened to this episode, what is the one small, tiny little step that you can do starting tomorrow? Not yesterday, not, so not what you could have done not what you can do in the future, but what can you do tomorrow? Is there one small little action that you can commit to so you can start putting a little bit of yourself out there? Awesome. Thank you, Yata. That's like the greatest way to close this. I think everyone listening, you have to connect with Yota. You have to follow her journey because there is so much more that you'll be sharing with everybody. And if someone now clearly inspired after this would love to follow you, find you, connect with you, learn from you, how would they go about that? So please connect with me on LinkedIn. And yes. my LinkedIn is my name, so it's Yota yes. Tron. But also I would love to see more people in Together in Tech, my organization. So togetherintech.org. We're launching our first imposter syndrome bootcamp in January 2024. So this is all about how do we empower people within the industry to find their uniqueness, to believe in themselves, to find the confidence to step up. So please feel free to connect with me. Feel free is to that look. one the is that only in London that one? So that's for it is online. So it's that's uh, online. Okay, because I know together in tech it's a London community. Okay, fantastic. We're expanding. We're organizing our first event in Berlin soon. So okay. yeah, we're doing a lot of stuff both online but also in person, uh, mainly in London. But we do have people from all over. Fantastic. Fantastic. Thank Great. You so Thank you, Yota. Thank you for being amazing. here. Thank you. Thank you.